From the CDE Foundation, this is Lunch Bites. Hi everyone, I'm Karen Warner. And I'm Glennon Stratton. Welcome to Lunch Bites. Here on Lunch Bites, we talk with educators about innovative practices, resources, and practical solutions to benefit our students and our greater education community. It is my pleasure today to be talking with Ashley Alvarez, who is a 2020 high school graduate and an incoming freshman at Harvard this fall. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me. So glad that we get to have this time together. I would really like to know, you are such a passionate person in so many ways. What is it that really makes you passionate about education? Not many people, I guess, are lucky enough to find the passion so early in life. But I attended a public elementary school in Los Angeles Unified School District, and then a public charter school for middle school, and then a boarding school in New England. So with these different experiences, I experienced the disparity within education firsthand. And for example, my public elementary school and my public charter school didn't have nurses, didn't have textbooks, and they were both in dangerous areas. But I was a kid, right? I was four to 14 years old and I thought that was normal. I thought, wow, if no one has books and I don't have a nurse and no one must have that either. But when I went to my boarding school for high school, I realized that people did have that just not the people in my neighborhood. So at a predominantly white, wealthy institution, children had nurses, there was campus police, there was libraries. And I didn't reflect on why that was until later on when I started realizing, oh, this is different than from what I had back home. And it was almost symbolic. I would fly from Boston to LA and realize, oh, these two communities are very different in terms of who's living in them. One has a majority white wealthy community and the other has majority black and Latinx low income students. And that was what made me really passionate because with my experiences, I am directly impacted by the problem. And I would argue that even if I wasn't, everyone should care because education is affecting everyone's children, even children that go beyond my community, right? So this is why I want to do something in education. I became really passionate about education and education activism. Ashley, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. One of the things that wasn't mentioned was that you were also our summer intern at the CDE Foundation for the summer of 2020. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and what you've learned over the summer? First off, thank you so much, Glennon. I had the opportunity to work closely with Glennon and Karen this summer and through our STEAM Symposium program. I also supported CDE Foundation's other initiatives, but my principal focuses were on the STEAM Symposium, its social media management, and their back-to-school pre-conference. So through all those different experiences, I learned so much about education. I learned a lot about community building and really how to build community, especially through this virtual time of COVID. Ashley, thanks for that. As you talk about building community, what were some of the things you learned about building community, whether that was from our pre-conference or some of the other experiences that you had? You were our chat moderator at the student panel at the pre-conference. Maybe you want to start there. So in terms of building community, that was actually our theme for a pre-conference. It was building community through STEAM. 
And I really learned how to engage with folks even through a screen, right? During COVID, we had to stay virtual and that gave us an opportunity to engage with folks across the state and meeting different people and hearing different experiences that I wouldn't have if it may have been in person. That was really impactful for me. And that vast majority of experiences is really important in terms of education activism, right? We wanna hear different voices and bring different voices to the table. So with it being virtual, I really enjoyed how the STEAM Symposium prioritized different experiences, especially in their student panel. Thinking about the student panel, we had guests from the Social Justice Learning Institute. When I reflect on the student panel, I think one of the themes that really came out to me was the students' focus on teacher and student relationships being the foundation to be able to engage in distance learning. What were some of the things that really stood out to you about the student panel? Right, I have to agree with that, Glennon. I think both of our guests did a great job engaging with the topic of how can we build that community, right? Specifically, how do we build relationships between students and teachers during COVID? And if you really listen closely, you would hear gems, right? Tidbits and advice that the students mentioned that really educators could use in their own day-to-day -day work, particularly with school starting this fall. So I'm remembering one of the students said, oh, I really liked that teachers would talk about their personal life or do a quick check-in. Those little small things, it may seem small, but during COVID, when we aren't in person, they can make a huge impact. You get to build relationships, even if you're not there right by that person. Another reflection I had on the student panel was that the students talked about the importance of making space for talking about current events. Ashley, do you have any reflections on those tips and any personal experience related to making space for current events? I think you bring up a really good point, Glennon. It's very important that we hold space for our students, especially during a time when these past few months we've seen a rise in protests against police brutality while COVID was happening. And both these students, they're both boys of color and seeing such violence on TV, that's going to have an effect on all students of color, right? So as teachers and educators, really, we need to realize that students might be going through more at home, especially just seeing a screen all day, right? So one thing that boys mentioned was holding space for students and do that check-in and for schools to have mental health resources. And those are both very important points, especially now when we're seeing a lot, right? We're seeing COVID, a pandemic is happening. We're seeing protests even today right now. So we need to hold space for students to be there for each other. We need to have educators be there for their students. And even going beyond that, having administration be there for their teachers and how we can support our teachers as well. Wonderful. And now we're going to take a quick break. Have you signed up for the California STEAM Symposium yet? Mark your calendars for December 11th through 13th and join us for this year's virtual event. Hundreds of peer-led breakouts will highlight strategies and innovations that work for all students in every learning environment. Visit steamcalifornia.org for more info. Ashley, I have a question. I've just been wondering, when you're talking to your friends about this internship you've been doing this summer, how do you explain to them what you do? 
things. I start with, I was interested in education and I was looking for an opportunity to explore education in California. And then they asked me, well, why this? Why this particular organization? And then I say, well, I met with my manager even before I thought about getting the job and getting to know Glennon and getting to know the foundation through a more authentic lens really attracted me to it and the work that they do. So when I participated in the internship, I was super excited to get to know in person and hands-on experience that Glennon was talking to me about even before I was thinking about getting a job with the CDU Foundation. It's just been such a wonderful experience for me personally to be able to work with you. I think you bring a fresh voice to the work world and I've really appreciated your perspective on things. I think it's really just enhanced my work this summer as I prepare for the different events that our foundation puts together. So I appreciate that. I'm wondering before you came to the foundation, were there things that you did in high school that were STEAM related? There were. So in high school, I was the coordinator of a program called STAMP, which is an acronym for Science and Technology African Latinx American Mentoring Program. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> word, so we just called it STAMP. And in essence, it was essentially a study hall every Sunday morning, so from 10.30 a.m. to 12, that brunch time. And we would bring food from off-campus so students could be attracted to off-campus food. I lived at a boarding school, so anything different from the dining hall food was a welcome change. So we would bring food from off-campus and then teachers from STEAM. We would have biology, chemistry, physics, and math teachers from all math disciplines. So that includes all the math that was offered at our school, which is from elementary algebra to multivariable calculus that was offered at my school. So teachers who would teach those classes would essentially offer their Sunday mornings to help students who would come in. And the students that we offered this to were students of color. And if you needed help with a particular subject, particularly during finals week, we would have a huge crowd pull up. And even if you didn't need help with STEM, you could do there, get some breakfast and do work with friends. So I was the student coordinator for that program. Were there other clubs that you were involved in that were STEM or STEAM related? Actually, I didn't do too much with STEM in terms of really being focused on STEAM. I wasn't a STEM student. I didn't focus my classes on STEM. So I was lucky enough at my boarding school that once you hit your requirements, you can sort of choose your curriculum for yourself. And I was a very humanities-oriented student. And particularly, I decided to step into the role of STAMP was because going back to that community building, I wanted to create a space for students, especially students who were uncomfortable with STEM, because I considered myself one of those students who didn't really prosper in STEM. I struggled with science, I struggled with math, and I didn't feel comfortable enough in class sometimes to ask questions. So if I could create a space for other students who felt like me to ask their questions without feeling judged or without feeling nervous, I wanted to do that. And one of the things about that program that I think is really unique, and I'd love to hear your experience with it, part of it was to do student-to-student -student tutoring as part of the program, right? Can you talk a little bit about how that worked and how that enhanced building community? So actually, I was the first coordinator to propose bringing in students as well as teachers to provide those tutoring services. So I was supported by my faculty advisor to 
create a tutoring program as well as that teacher program. So I would bring in students from high biology classes, higher chemistry courses, higher math courses. And those students would also offer up their Sunday mornings and sit in the room with us. And if a student was uncomfortable even going to a teacher in that closer space, they could go to that student tutor. Or if all of our teachers were busy, they could go to those student tutors. And even I would go to those student tutors because if there's something about being taught by your peer that hits the material closer to home. It's as if you're being taught by a friend, someone who's your age, someone who knows the material a little better than you, and it helps both parties. The tutor reviews the material and then the 2D learns the material. So we're winning in both respects. And I really think it did emphasize that building community. Having students become into the role of teachers, that's something we don't tend to see often. And I was glad to create that space. That's amazing. One of the things that you got to do during the pre-conference that was focused on building community with STEAM was pop around to some of the different breakout sessions. What really stood out to you from the breakout sessions or from the educator panel would be another thing that you could think about. What really stood out to you from the other experiences at the pre-conference? And I think this goes back to your question, Glennon, about creating space and creating mental health resources. Something about the educator panel that was similar to the student panel is that both educators and students are thinking about mental health resources and they're thinking about ways of creating space. I remember I was sitting in on the educator panel and one of the educators brought up bullet point journaling. And a few of the educators were like, I've never heard of that, tell me more about it. And the person who brought it up was saying, hey, you can just get any journal, create it, any way you want, make it super colorful, make it whatever you want it to be, and then just bullet point journal. Just make little bullet points of your thoughts, your emotions, what you're feeling. And sometimes you can share it with your colleagues, with your peers, with your friends. And I was thinking, wow, this is really similar to what our student panelists were saying about ways to sort of reflect on our emotions and share them with others. So I was thinking, wow, if we have educators and who want to do that and students who want to do that, why are we seeing this more in schools, right? If we have that communication between teachers and students and that community, we could have that. That's very true. I think one of the big challenges that we are running into as we are continuing in distance learning is building those relationships and having authentic discussions around how to support one another. And I think, that's the foundation of any relationship is how do we be supportive to one another. So to close out, I have a few questions for you. What are your hopes for students? Wow, that's a very big question, Glennon. <laughs> I have a lot of hopes, but I think if I had to get down to it, I just hope that every child, when they go to school, has the resources to succeed. From something as small as textbooks to something as large as those mental health resources, if we give that to every child, regardless of what community they live in, their race, their economic class, imagine what our kids could do if they were happy at school, they had everything they needed to succeed, the world would be a really different place if that was the case. I completely agree. Where do you go to for inspiration? Wow. <laughs> Another deep question. This is a little tidbit and I want to have everyone really, if you can, watch this video. So whenever I'm sort of feeling a little down, especially about education, I watched this interview with e-viewing and Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah is 
a political commentator and he hosts a show called The Daily Show. And he interviewed Eve Ewing, who is a Chicago resident. She did a lot of hats. She was a Chicago public school teacher. She was a poet. She was an author. And in that interview, she has a really powerful quote that I, I watched the entire video just to hear that one quote. And she says, we can change education if we have the political will to do it. And those keywords of having the political will to do it, if we really all truly put our heads to it, education would be what my hope would be. We can make that hope really something that is our reality. So very true. What is the one thing that you want people to take away from this conversation or another way to phrase this might be, what is something that you've learned that you really wanna share with others from your summer experience? From my summer experience, particularly, I enjoyed working at the CEU Foundation a lot because my voice was valued, particularly being a recent high school grad, I'm going to be going to college soon. My voice as a student was valued and not just as an intern. If I would give any advice to those listening to us now, it's listen to your students. And sometimes you just need to ask them, what do you think? What are you feeling about this? What do you need? Those blunt questions could give you the honest answers that we need to build community. Ashley, it has been such a pleasure to work with you over the last few months and get to know you better since we first met. And I know you have an incredibly bright future ahead of you and we look forward to following you and hearing about your successes. And thank you again for joining us for this podcast. And thank you to Glennon and to Karen. You taught me so much this summer, things that I will carry for the rest of my career. Remember to join us for the Virtual California STEAM Symposium, December 11th through 13th. Visit steamcalifornia.org for more info. Lunch Bites is produced by the Californians Dedicated to Education Foundation. Our executive producer is Allison Peter. Our editor is Darina K. Guerrero. All of the recordings and resources mentioned during today's discussion can be found on steamcalifornia.org.